0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: Let's get lost In a better
0: place Pick up a bird, Travel through time and space So much to learn So much to see A chance to escape Reality
1: Mind in your heart, you know get a fresh new start, And Jane Everett will bring you there. So let's talk about it when life and Dolly air.
0: Good morning, everyone. This is Ram. This is MJ Network. MJ stands for my sister, Marsha Joyce. This station is in memory of her, and this is going to be fantastic. We have the author of Moses the Singer here, and this f- book is really fantastic. What happens when there's a person that has no country? He's constantly accused of false crimes, and he lives in magical existence in an island on Malaysia. Mark, good morning. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm glad that the sun is shining today. Would you believe we're going to have a hurricane later. Right? I
1: know. <laughs> well, we, we had a lot of rain last night here, so it was nice to wake up to some sunshine.
0: Yeah, us too. This is really, and then, and then there was a thing on the Weather Channel that said we were going to have a cyclone, so I just sort of when I go slip into the bed, I was like, oh my god, no. <laughs> so,
1: this, right.
0: all, all, of your books are so different from everyone else that's why I said I got it. This is fantastic. When someone has no country and lives every moment, how do they survive and feel inside? How did you create Moses? I love this guy. You've got to bring him back. I love this guy. He's great.
1: You love this guy? (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) You know what? Uh, He came out of um, a lot of different thought and experiences that I've had over the years. And I've I've lived in a lot of different places, in uh, Vietnam for 10 years. I've lived in Malaysia Mm -hmm. for 11 years. And um, one of the things that... It's always struck me as, as I've seen a lot of really poor and downtrodden people, mm-hmm. and I've always thought, you know what? I I just know there's so much hidden talent in in, mm-hmm. in what I'm seeing right now, and they just never have never had uh, opportunities for that talent to shine. And uh, one mm-hmm. one of the things I wrote on the book says, uh, "Talent is distributed equally by God," and I, I believe that it's not just mm-hmm. uh, it's not just the pretty faces that have uh, the talent to sing or the talent to create. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, that was kind of the, the genesis of Moses. And I, I wanted to tell the story of someone who was maybe, for on the outside, we wouldn't judge him as a beautiful person, but on the inside was a very beautiful and talented person that uh, just never had an opportunity in life. So, so that was kind of a, some of the, the back thought to the, the character of Moses.
0: No, I agree with you. You know, growing up, I, uh, you know, people, kids can be really mean. Teachers, too, also. And they actually judge people by the way they look. And I can't stand that. That drives me crazy. I hate that. Absolutely. So this this book this book really hit home. So the book begins with letting readers get to know Will <laughs> and Sanchez. They were a trip. So how would you describe these teens? And they were so involved. You see, I majored in music in college, so this is good. I like. I can't okay. sing, but I can. I can play <laughs> the piano. Forget about singing. Uh, the professor passed me. In voice because he said I was adorable at the time and he felt sorry for me even though I couldn't sing and I tried <laughs> yeah seriously it was like he said just don't take the next one we're going to give you another A just not to take it I go we're, we're, we're going
1: to pass you along but I'll try again oh. okay <laughs>
0: yeah I, I it was it was pathetic but um what how, that's about Will and Sanchez how would you describe them and why were they so gung ho on music they wanted to enter this contest and stuff.
1: Yeah, so we have uh two different uh story threads going on. One with the yeah. the Musa as mentioned, and then we have these uh, young um teenage musicians. And that kind of came out of uh when I was in Malaysia, I taught at an international school. And so I I have I you know, I for many many years I've seen uh, a lot of uh, teen talent and and so I thought it'd, it'd be fun to try to to have an angle of a of a school band and and I and I put it I try to put it in the context of a typical teen uh, environment and you know they're they're fighting against their peers for recognition inside the school these are some pretty talented kids who love music and they've been playing it for a long time and they you know they they josh and have fun back and forth with each other but they're really isolated in their own little kind of world in their mm. uh, school an in international school there in Penang Malaysia and so uh, and so I, I i enjoyed have writing these two different threads one about the teen and one about Musa and with the, with the idea that someday they're going to meet each other and it's it's going to change everything and um so Will and Sanchez Will is the the really talented guitar player and composer and Sanchez is the bass player and they've just been friends for a long long time but they don't have a lead singer, or anybody else. It's just kind of them against the world. But they, uh, um, they're they a lot of fun, actually.
0: I actually think that this is great for all teens to read this, to show that there are teens in the world that come to the rescue of somebody they don't even know. And so few people in the world would do this. It, it, that, that's what made it even better. So
1: music is yeah. a man without a... Go on. Yeah, I've, I've had a bunch of uh, just terrific, terrific kids, and and, mm-hmm. and so the things that happened in the book, I, I really, I really believe that I I've, I've taught a bunch of kids that would actually do that, that they really mm-hmm. do have compassion for those, and uh, it, once once thrown into the right circumstance, uh, they would really go out of their way to to, to help somebody in need for sure.
0: I agree. My, you know, there's a homeless uh, group in Fort Lauderdale where my nephew lives in Davie, and I see sometimes that my niece and my nephew actually volunteer to help them and bring clothes and do stuff like that. So there are people in the world actually that are good. It's just yes, that absolutely. the news doesn't seem to want to focus on them. So music is a man without a conscience. It's sad. So what caused him? He literally yeah. has no country, no status, anything. So why won't the government of Malaysia help him? Because every time he gets abused or hurt, I get upset. Because he and he doesn't get yeah. upset. He actually he actually shows no ill will. Somebody else probably would have just hauled up and gone crazy. So why won't they help him? What is he missing?
1: Yeah, what what kind of um, where where that whole part of his character and, and the situation comes from is. Um, there are there are actually a lot of uh, refugees living in Malaysia currently, um, mm. mostly from Myanmar. They're the Rohingya uh, ethnic group that have been uh, persecuted in Myanmar, and they've come over by the tens of thousands. But they are kind of in this uh, in this status of limbo, really, where the mm. the government doesn't really want to know what to do with them. And so I kind of put Musa in that category where he actually came uh, from uh, Sumatra in Indonesia and he was running away from a problem in his own life and ended up in Malaysia. And it's, it's like he just kind of got caught in the system where they didn't want to acknowledge him. They didn't want to uh, really send him back, um, but they didn't want to grant him the status and the, the legal mm-hmm. status that he would need to thrive in the environment either. And so, unfortunately, it, it, it's, a, it's a common case where people kind of get caught in the middle of mm-hmm. whatever different political parties and different ideologies, and, and, and they, you know, they battle in the political realm, but then there are these people underneath that kind of get caught in the middle, and they don't really have much of the status at all, and so they go about their meager lives trying to do the best they can.
0: It's almost like the um, migrant workers that come up here that some yeah. of them get sent back for no reason. I'm doing I'm doing a, um, an interview with somebody that wrote something about that on Thursday because I think these issues okay. need to be brought to life because I think that people like Musa and people like that do the jobs that nobody wants to do. They, they, yeah. they do the things that no one wants to do, and yet he didn't get angry or fight back. Somebody else probably would have just hauled off and... Punch the cop in the head when he tried to arrest him So this is yeah. a statement That you make in the book that I love And I believe this Music is amazing and can change your world And bring you love, how and why That is so true It means you just sit and play something and feel better Sometimes you play some classical music Or whatever you like You close your eyes and you just forget whatever is bothering you So that that statement is is How come you wrote that? That was interesting
1: Um well, you know, I, I just I truly believe too that um music can have such an impact um yeah. whether it's a a calming force on a on a on a terrible day that you're having or it, music can be an inspiration. Uh you know, I I write a lot of different things, write plays, stories, novels and I actually a lot of my inspiration comes from music itself. And I'll I'll hear a song title and I'm like, "Oh, that's that's an interesting way to phrase things. What, how could I write mm-hmm. a play about that, or what 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 might that mean in a different circumstance? And I, I do that all the time with music. And so I I, I really think, and that's that's why I, I had fun um, writing this book with so much music in it, um, mm-hmm. just because it's, it's enjoyable. People can relate to it because music has a has a has a real impact in people's lives. Um, so. So yeah, I, I I love it and um, and, and it's I, I've seen it in in uh, teenagers' lives where music has become such a large yeah. part of who they are, what they do, and how they socialize with others. And so um, yeah, so I just tried to make it a big part of the book as much as I could, as much as I could have.
0: Well, I did. I have to talk about something that happens at the end of the book. I don't want to talk about it now because it's really interesting. So the fourteenth yeah. come to his aid. How come and uh, Song Song Yi? She really, I love her. She really came to his aid. Why did they come to his aid? I mean, they're they're out of yeah. nowhere. But they see that, that they see that he's this little girl dropped a pocketbook and he went to give it back. And rather than realize that he's not doing anything wrong, he gets arrested. So how come she defended yeah. him? That's amazing. Yeah, so that, that's really what I love. He
1: did yeah Song Yi is that kind of uh kind of tender heart she uh she feels for 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 people and she really empathizes uh with others and i think uh that that instance where the Yi is the becomes the lead singer of the of the group and um yeah. she she's she the i think what what uh allows her to do that on that certain day to the the stand up for musa is when she, a couple days before that, she's on a work crew and, uh, she sees and interacts with some of the Rohingya, uh, refugees and she sees the, the police taking them away, uh, for no particular mm-hmm. reason. And it really, it really affects her. And it really, uh, really, you know, th- she thinks of the injustice. And then when she sees the wrong done to Musa, when, when, uh, he he tries to give the girl back the 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 the, the thing the toy there the stuffed animal that, that she had dropped, and the, the the father misinterprets what Musa is trying to do and thinks he he was trying to steal it from her, and Song Yi sees that and says, "Wait, I can't I can't sit by anymore. I I I'm gonna step in and say what the truth is." And so so she stands up for that. And I think all of the other uh, teens in the band are kind of like, whoa, where's this coming from? Uh, we, what do we do? They, they don't really know at this point uh, how to react, but song He does, and that kind of leads the rest of the band into this uh, relationship with Musa that becomes very, very tight.
0: Well, each of them have their own style, and they create a program for this contest, Right that is far above everything else, because they're so talented, and she's great. And then there's Stephanie, who's great also. So how come they got disqualified? They did get disqualified, Uh, somebody did something ridiculous, I know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, That was hilarious. That's, you know, part of the, that's kind of typical. You know, teens sometimes will, well, not just teens, adults too, but they, they make mistakes, and, you know they want to win so badly that they end up sabotaging the other mm-hmm. group, um, and then when the when the, the the judge finds out about it, they disqualify the the band, Will's band, because of their dirty deed. Um, but it was clear that they probably would have won the won the contest yeah. outright. They were they they did a great performance, so. Um, but that kind of leads on to what happens next in the book. So.
0: Yeah, well, all I know is that I was close. Every time you put words or something, I was ready for the music. It's like, where's the music to go with these to go with these words? Did you ever put music to well, your words? I mean, seriously, Actually that people it, could actually hear actually,
1: it? Yeah. Actually, yes. Actually, uh, yes. Especially the the final song and in, in the end yeah. of the book, I I have that. I, I do. I have that. I have that whole song written out and uh, the music for it and everything. Um, and it it was my goal to get it uh, recorded before the release of the book, and I, it just it just wasn't able to happen, unfortunately. But I do have it, and I hope to I hope to to get it out there somehow. Um,
0: yeah, well, that'd yeah, be, really yeah. nice. that be really nice.
1: That'd be really nice, yeah. I, you know, I'm not I'm not a musician myself, but I about 20 years ago I, but but I love music and I wanted to be able to write mm-hmm. my own music. So I always have these melodies in my head and everything. And so about 20 years ago, I just put it on myself to learn guitar, and so mm-hmm. I would practice about 30 minutes a day. And about after about six months, I I could play enough that I, you know I could play mm-hmm. all the the basic chords, and and it, that helped me to write songs. And that's that's what I like to do. That's kind of where uh some of the ideas from the book came from too is uh, to be able to do that. I I'm no uh, no professional guitar player, but I can do enough to you know to to write down write down chords and play songs and get melodies and stuff like that. So.
0: Yeah, I know how to do that. When I when I have the energy to do it. Yep. I got that. Yeah. So, he has a history <laughs> with true. his father. Tell us about the history of his father and he was living in a center That was really sad. That was forced to close. That was even sadder.
1: Yeah. So um, Musa, before he left Indonesia in a hurry, uh, had kind of a falling out with his father, which led him to – he ended up starting a fire – not necessarily on purpose, but he was just being foolish in a, in a reaction to to his father not not liking the the girl that he was with. And uh, once he saw the fire that he started, he left. And unfortunately, he never saw his father again after that that particular mm-hmm. day. And then he ends up in a refugee center in in Penang, and then eventually is released to um, kind of like this uh, this center that it's run by this. Uh, church type organization
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and he ends up in that center and then the, that center gets shut down by the government too because of different bureaucratical issues and stuff like that and so he's kind of uh he's kind of left out and uh not really knowing what's going to happen you know, that's kind of where the the teens come into play too and really uh, really changing his life for sure
0: why did will's parents take him in they had no idea about him and yet they took a chance and took him in i thought that was amazing and how he treated them as if you know like gold he wanted to help them and work with them and and help them out at the house why did his mother and father allow him to stay there that that would i don't yeah. know if that would happen over here
1: yeah i i think one of the the big the big parts of that was that uh Will, as the guitar player and the composer, kind of has a kind of has a big head, and he's just mm-hmm. 100% about music, and He's very, uh, he he thinks about himself all the time and all all that he wants to do. But his his parents kind of this was in his last year of uh, uh, last year of high school, and his parents really wanted him to have different experiences and to grow, and hopefully, and they thought that. And then they saw and they got involved in this situation where Musa needed a home and he was they don't know what's gonna happen with him and they they said, "Hey, maybe this will be good for will to to have to interact with this fellow and maybe he could learn to empathize with people a little bit more and so they did take a chance and they and they they brought in Musa into the house and uh it obviously changed the whole dynamic of of, of everything there.
0: Yeah, it did. It, did, it like the fact that, that that he that he was trusted, and the fact that he didn't break their trust is rare too. That's amazing. Yeah, but someone does.
1: Yeah, and then I think what I liked is that Will. You know, he's still really self-absorbed about things, but then he hears yeah. Musa talk, and Musa says these interesting things, and then they start inspiring Will to write new songs and everything. And so he's starting to learn that, hey, other people uh, can have really cool ideas too, and, and I can use those ideas. And, uh, and so he's starting to look outside of himself, and that's what his parents wanted him to do.
0: That's why I started to like. I liked all those teams; they were cool. I really did. There are a couple of people in this story that we're yeah. gonna to get to it that I don't like, but we'll get to that. So,
1: he used to work.
0: <laughs> yep. He worked for Khalid, who I wanted a smack in the head. Why did he turn on him? He got him in trouble, in big trouble. That's not good. Why did he do that? And this is he, without him, his business wouldn't have run. He wouldn't have been able to do anything.
1: Wait, no. Uh, I'm sorry. Who, who is that you're referring to again? Khalid. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, Khalid was, yeah, so he was, uh, he worked for the the local government and like doing the parking meters and things like that when people would park. Yeah. And, uh, and he, what he really did is he started to take advantage of Musa and, and, and knowing that, hey, I could get this guy to work for me. And give him only a fraction of what I make, and then I could go and do something else. And Musa was happy too because it was a little bit of money, and he needed it. And so they had this little arrangement that was—they thought it was good for everybody. But I think the the problem came when uh, when uh, Khalid ran into a little problem. He had to make a decision: do I do I do I tell the truth and say that yeah, I've been kind of breaking the, the rules a little bit, or do I just throw this guy under the bus and I can get off scot-free? And unfortunately, he made that decision. And once again, uh, Musa, who has no recourse in the, in the political mm. or legal system, he's an easy scapegoat, and, they can, he can, and Khalid can, can get away scot-free. And he blames everything on Musa. And once again, Musa is, is uh, caught in the system. And it's a, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty brutal thing that Khalid does to him, for sure. Um, I wanted to do something brutal he,
0: to Khalid.
1: Yeah, I know. It was about him saving face and not having mm-hmm. problems. And so he's like, ah, sorry, Musa, but I'm going to throw you under the bus. So I have was, a that feeling was that there cool. are a lot
0: of people that would do that today. Because there are a lot of people watching the news that throw a lot of people throwing to the bus for no reason. It's yeah, really cool.
1: I know. I know. And it's you know, and that's it's a work of fiction but I but I, I Yeah. I, I do but that's that, that stuff happens all the time unfortunately. Yeah. You just
0: put on the television and you'll see it.
1: So if yeah, sure.
0: you decide to do something that's kinda hard. And I know we have them in the city sometimes. That you have these you know little uh, cab things that the people drive, the rickshaws and stuff, or the horses? So yeah. how does he decide to do that? That's not easy. He takes people no. back and forth on his rickshaws, but then after a while he can't do it. So what does he do? Because he doesn't want to yeah. give up, no matter what.
1: Yeah, there, there's, uh, you know, in the past in places like Malaysia and Vietnam, that was actually one of the modes of transportation the the rickshaws, and mm. nowadays uh, they're still common, but really in the sense of uh, for tourists and so but you'll see and I've seen firsthand you'll get these really old gentlemen who they're still trying to make a living, and they will like you know, I'm a pretty big guy, and I'll come along and they'll say, "Hey, you want to ride and you know I'll get in and and maybe my wife will get in too. And there's, and I'm like, are you sure you can? Yeah. Are you sure you can do this? Because we're, you know, this is a lot of weight. They're like, oh yeah, it's no problem, no problem, no problem. And and they work so hard, you know, up and yeah. down these small groups and, and everything. And yeah, and I, after a while, I, I I don't I don't even ride them anymore because I feel bad for the the guys, even though that's that's what they want and they want to make money with it as well. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, so so was able through the 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 faith hope and love center is able to help you know get get a rickshaw and and able to help him to make a living but uh, you know he was he's an old man at that point and uh crippled from things that have happened in the past and it really it really strains his it really strains him and so uh, that 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 makes everything a dramatic turn when uh one day he he uh You know, he kind of collapses after the during the rickshaw, and uh, and he has to go to the hospital, and that kind of sets the course of the rest of the book into play.
0: Well, he meets some very good people because he has a heart attack, and they pay his bills. Who who here would do something like that? That that was amazing. No one, no one would do that. They
1: they do uh, fundraisers, and uh, and you know they they. I will say that there are a fair number of people who do fundraisers here for for needy people as well. So it does happen. Yeah. But, yeah. I know when I
0: see some of the some of the stuff they have this thing up here called uh, Feeding Westchester. I don't go there, but there's a lot of people that need food and stuff, and they do a really great job, and all over the place in Westchester, in the different towns. So. We yeah. have come to somebody else who's not the nicest person in the world, but she can sing. It's Heather. How does she warm her way in? And she doesn't like Will or Sanchez, so she's hot stuff <laughs> yeah, this way. So I know. There's got to be one. Uh,
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Heather is a very, uh, well, very talented uh, violinist. And uh, she's been, uh, you know, she had been featured in Malaysia for in many different areas for kind of like a young virtuoso on uh, on the violin uh, but she is very fierce and very strong opinionated and so they definitely mm-hmm. she butts heads with people for sure um, but because she is so well known uh, the rest of the rest of the group realizes that they can really use her in the group for a mooses fundraiser and uh, and so they kind of uh, corner will into Allowing heather to bring her violin into the group for the fundraiser and uh, he begrudgingly uh, Agrees and Once once that addition is, is made to the group. It, it really does change everything because uh, there By chance there's a there's a music scout there that kind of hears them and is like whoa these guys These guys are something else and um so that that's what that's what the group needed and so that's kinda of how Heather Heather comes in. But she definitely to bust heads with Will, that's for sure.
0: I know. I don't like her, but she's hot stuff. So we have the guy that Ian Chan, he's another person that yeah. just don't watch this gotta watch this guy. So what does he offer to, for the band but they realize something about him afterwards? This guy, he wanted yeah. to do something for them. I don't like him at all, but I knew right away, what can I
1: say? <laughs> you kind of suspected right away there's something up with this guy. Huh? Yeah, I sort of felt
0: that, yeah, this, this guy's too good to be true, let me tell you.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, so Ian Chan is like is a music producer, television producer in Malaysia. And so he was holding some uh, auditions at the Performing Arts Center the night of the benefit that the the group was doing for MUSA. And so he just happens to pop in and see what's going on in the other uh, part of the theater, and he sees this band, and he's like, "Wow, these guys these guys got some talent." And so he wants to meet up with them and uh, offer them a position in a new uh, uh new uh t v competition that's coming up uh called uh Epic Bands Asia." And so he offers the group to be part of that. And that's kind of what Will's wanted all along, a chance at the big time, a chance at a recording contract, a chance to be, uh, to, to to be well known. And, and so Ian Chan is going to provide that chance to them, but there will be a cost and they find out, uh, Will and Sanchez find out early on that Ian Chan is maybe not exactly all cracked up to what he, he looks on the outside because he, uh, uh, he, he keeps looking at the young girls in the band in uh, certain ways, and uh, that be- makes them very, very leery of, of who he is.
0: Yeah, I know. It's like I didn't trust him at all. So Musa, they will listen, and all of a sudden they start to talk and get to other. Well, how did he realize that Musa can sing? Like, you know, I closed my eyes, and I could actually hear his voice somehow. So how did he decide that he could sing? What made him realize that, and, and how did he? How did they use that in their You know, in, in to their benefit.
1: Yeah, so it it all happened when uh, when Will would go out on the, the back porch of his house, and he would just be playing his guitar, and and when yeah. Musa was living there, he would come out and listen, and he'd start humming along, and then it just uh, it went from humming to, you know, let me. You just tried to started singing a little bit and Will kind of encouraged them and Will just says whoa uh, this guy can sing and he yes. has it in him and uh, and, it, and I, I tried to make it where uh, where you know when Musa talks he's not very clear and he slurs yeah. his voice a little bit but when he sings that's when his true voice comes out mm-hmm. and that that's kind of it's kind of been hidden all these years deep inside him he had this talent but maybe he he didn't even know that he had it and it's the kids that, that bring it out of him and once uh, once song Yi uh, uh, walks into the backyard and hears him singing she's just like blown away they're like whoa and then uh, from there they uh, they start to they start to realize that something's got happen something we, we got to help Musa somehow because, we're, you know, we're going to be graduating, we're going to be leaving, and what's going to happen to him, and the center's not reopening, and then Song Yi starts to get an idea of how to help them. So that kind of leads into the, towards the end of the book.
0: How does Musa feel about some of the things that he's experiencing for the first time? I mean, there are, yeah. there are a lot of issues, I'll bring them out, but how does he feel about that? I mean, they—they how he, he embraces them and stuff like that, and yet he wants to do for them too. How does he feel about experiencing all this kindness for the very first time?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's—it's it's on many levels very overwhelming to him. Yeah. Um, and the—the the one scene where he—he he has his own bathroom, this beautiful bathroom for the first time ever. And he just gets into um. the tub and he starts crying, and he because he cause it, it just doesn't know what else to feel. It's just it's kind of overwhelming mm. to him to have this beautiful room on this beautiful bed. The, the bed's actually too soft for him. He can't sleep on it because he's not used to that type of comfort, and he ends up sleeping on the floor again. Mm. Uh, and, and so things like that that. that that uh he he has a hard time understanding um he he start i guess he just starts to understand the other side of life that he's never experienced before and and the kindness that the that the Jennings family has given him is really overwhelming um, and uh even uh, trying pizza for the first time and you know i've, I've th- this is a little bit from personal experience i've i've had Students and people mm-hmm. in the past, when I lived in Asia, who had never tried pizza before, never tried certain foods, and I would introduce them to them, and it was just really mm-hmm. fun for them to experience new things, and um, just as as the way I love to experience new things, and so uh, it was kind of fun to write that into the book and how Muset interacted with uh, all the new things around him and what what he learned and uh, um,
0: yeah, I know how he trying.
1: tried to get back, yeah.
0: I understand. I had taught children from, actually, Malaysia, Ghana, uh, Jamaica, Mm -hmm. um, Liberia. They came from everywhere, (laughs) everywhere. And I think the most amazing experience was this little, this boy, I'll never forget it. He was a fifth grader. He couldn't read any words at all. And he came in, I was in school at 6.30 in the morning because I had kids coming in. And he said, I heard that you know what you're doing. I go, gee, thank you. He says, I heard that you could teach me how to read. He says, I'm going to sit here, and you can and you can help me read. I, I didn't know what to, to cry. I was, like, so touched. I said, okay, who ratted me out and told you? And he said, all those kids that are standing outside the door, <laughs> that are coming in <laughs> for, for reading. He couldn't read anything. I said, if you are willing to try, I said, I'll give you 15 minutes, and I guarantee you you're going to read 200 words. And he did. I don't know what I did. Wow. All I know is that at the end of the year, he was above grade level, and so were the rest of them. And they all came in; they couldn't read a word. They were multigrades, four and five and six. And I said, "You know what? Miracles can happen. Yeah, you just don't know. You just really don't know." Absolutely. So we've got. Absolutely. I can't. I can't forget about Rosalie. Who is this person that he, that he keeps thinking about? This this woman that he loved, Amusa. Um, yeah. So Rosalie
1: is. A, a woman that was living across from him in his tiny little old uh run down apartment and uh he started leaving food for her cuz at that time he was uh he was making uh, like a spicy curry dish that he sold for 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 his uh, way to make a living <clears throat> excuse me and then he uh, he started leaving it for her and they started becoming a friendship, and then the friendship becomes something more. And for the first time in decades, he connects with somebody. And so Rosalie, for me, when I was writing her, was that person that gave him hope and the person that gave him reason to, to continue to live. And uh, she was this very, very special person, but it all, but it ends in um, in, a, in a terrible tragedy for, for him and for yeah, their relationship. Um, and so Rosalie is, was from the Philippines and was caught up into this world of prostitution, probably not by any means of her own, but just by a means of survival. And she... She starts this relationship with Musa and becomes very and becomes very reluctant about it because of because she feels bad about who she is. But then Musa just loves her for who she is, and, and, and he says um, uh, something to the effect that that we are, we are the ugly ones, we are the forgotten ones, we are the ones in society that nobody mm-hmm. cares about, but but we can care about each other and it's a, it's kind of a, a, a it's kind of a touching moment when for the first time that he experiences love and even physical love that he hasn't had for decades and and to have to have somebody touch him in 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 a, in a way of love uh just changes his it changes him and uh you know makes him realize that you know I'm not worthless and uh And so, when uh, the 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 really tough scene was when Mm. he decides he's gonna he's gonna fight for her, and he goes to her place of employment and says,
0: Yeah, that was sad. No more.
1: And when he finds out that she is she is pregnant with his child, and he says no more, and then he is ends up being beaten to a pulp, and that's where a lot of his it becomes crippled. and he's kind of left for dead on the on the beach that night and it's a very uh, dramatic and sad scene for him uh and uh it's yeah it, it's it, it i think no matter what musa tried in his life it ended in tragedy
0: i know uh that's what, until that's what, and yet he didn't and yet he didn't hate people he didn't resent. He just understood. Yeah. He just took it. That, that's what got me.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he's a he's quite a character. That, that Musa, for sure.
0: You've got a whole bunch of issues here: human rights, dignity, survival, and hope, plus trust in others, and you, you, and yourself are just some issues. Plus discrimination, prejudice, corruption, and the police department are just some issues that get intertwined in this novel and they're brought out at the end. So how did you create all of them, every one of them? <laughs> and they all go through all of the characters because even Will goes through some changes in his, in his attitude also, and so does Sanchez, all of them do.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. there was a lot going on in the book for sure. Um, and I, I like to, when I write, I, I like to have, as many under, underlying themes as I can that that, that make mm-hmm. sense and that that feed into the story, uh, and I, you know, I don't want distract, to distract from the story, but I, I think like the, the the police corruption and uh, um, the the poverty yeah. and the uh, all of that kind of really helps helps the reader understand. The, the, the low depths from where Musa comes from and but then hopefully we can see the the inspiring the acts of the kids that helped to bring him up and and, and I tried to intertwine those themes throughout the throughout the lives mm. of the kids um, throughout the circumstances of the story and then tried to bring it out that hey we can uh, any of us can reach reach into somebody's life and make a difference um if we just have our eyes open to what's what's going on around us mm. um, hopefully um, hopefully we can do that.
0: That's an important message that kids need to know today. I know just by listening at the news. I think some of them forgot it so this this really yeah. got me. Ian thought he was pulling one over on them. And Song Yi and Stephanie realized, so what did they do, and how did that affect the contest? I was cheering for them, let me tell you. I seriously was cheering <laughs> for them. That was brilliant. Yeah. How did you create that?
1: Well, the so they the, the band made it through the first couple rounds of the, the TV competition, and so mm. they were, uh, and as they moved forward, uh, Song Yi gets this idea of, hey, the stage is becoming bigger and bigger, and the audience is becoming bigger and bigger. And we have a way to publicize the plight of Musa. If we can get him on the stage and tell his story, then I think she's hoping that the government and those will be forced to step in and do something to help him. And when when she brings that up to Ian, that hey, we want to change the lineup of lineup up and bring in uh, Musa to be part of the group as well, and he's like, "Are you crazy? That's the so stupid. That will never happen. So, no, go away. I will never listen to that. That's ridiculous." And so uh, she decides to. The girls actually conspire to go behind his back and actually Will and Sanchez's back too in order to try to figure out a way to get Musa in the contest anyways. And she has, uh, and Heather, this is where Heather uh, comes in because she's had a lot of uh, um, relationships with people and she knows people in in the performing arts scene and uh, she arranges to have Musa be brought backstage during the show at a certain time so he can be... uh, Brought out unknown, unknowns to unbeknownst to Will and Sanchez and Ian and Chan, and uh, so that's gonna uh, that's gonna like uh, blow everything up when when that happens. So
0: I have to read this because this is so good. This this is part of the contest, people. This is really good, and it was in the crescendo. It was done in crescendo. Yes, nice and loud, and everybody heard them these words These words sort of say, says sense musa, this sort of sums up Musa, I want you to know, please understand before I must go, I hold no ill will, hold no, I hold no ill will, yes, I will hold no ill will those those words mean so much i I just like at the end how how come I mean that sort of sums it up that he just said yeah. in, at the end of each stanza, he said this, you said the same thing, I hold no ill will, and yet yeah. someone else would. Without a doubt, they would. Right? Yeah,
1: I I think so. But uh, Musa is this. He's he's been a, he's always a character that appreciates what he has in front of him because he's had very little, and every little blessing that he does have, uh, he acknowledges it. And I think when he's uh, singing those those lyrics there at the end. Uh, yeah. he knows that every experience that he has had along the way has brought him to this point. There's no way in the world he ever ever would have thought that he's going to be live on a TV show, and there's mm-hmm. there's people all over watching him, and there he is, and so and he's like you know whatever happened in the past it doesn't matter, because it brought me to this point, and uh, and he has that kind of outlook on, on life, that uh, you know we we all have our troubles and we all we all have our trials, mm-hmm. but they're they're teaching moments, and they and they bring us to something new. And I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste my energy on on ill will on 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 mm-hmm. revenge or anything. I'm I'm gonna keep moving forward and be positive. And that that's that really sums up Musa.
0: Yeah, I know he doesn't want to let his past define his present. That's very rare because That's most right. people say, well, these people did things to me. Everybody's like that, so I don't want to deal with you and I can't forgive you. Forgiveness is probably the hardest thing in the world. and Probably. Yeah, but it is. It, but it, it, can,
1: is. It, can change, it can change a person's life once they, once they are willing to let go of what they've been holding yeah. on to all these years and just move forward because it can be a bright future but oftentimes we, we hold on to these things that, that drag us down, and it's not worth it.
0: Yeah, and the people hold on to anger, and they don't forget, and then all of a sudden they snap, and then that makes it worse. So the final yeah. scenes at the contest are heartfelt, and how does this prove that these four teens care, and each one has their own special qualities? So how did, it, how did this whole thing change all of them? Because they had their own little personalities, also, especially Will and Sanchez. And of course, they, one of them gets trouble with his mother; she wouldn't let him practice or anything. He deserved that, by the way. So, yeah how, how, <laughs> how, yeah. how does how does this change them too? Because the last scene where they wind up and what happens at the end was fantastic, absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. This this whole this whole experience with Musa and and. The, the music and the T V show and everything, it does change each and every one of them. Um, I think the the girls bond over Musa. Yeah. They bond really well to, um, and I think what's what's remarkable is that that uh, Will and Sanchez, you know, they're they're really surprised when Musa comes out to sing on stage but they're not bitter about it at all. And I think they realize that hey this, this is his chance. This is his opportunity. Uh, we're young. We'll have more opportunities. But he has been waiting for decades for an opportunity to show his talent and to show about his plight. And so I think it's a real it's a it's a growing up moment for Will and Sanchez to admit that hey, it's not about them anymore. It's about someone who needs our help. And uh, they. Uh, they they bond together and and then Will at that point then he realizes that uh, he should have done something about Ian Chan all along and then uh-huh. he ends up uh, punching Ian uh, uh-huh. for the way that for for the way Ian had uh, treated the girls and uh, I th- I think we see that Will's was he's starting to get it he's starting to understand that uh, he, he needs to look outside of himself a little bit more. And he, he's growing up. He's maturing, for sure.
0: So if Musa could speak to our listeners, what would he tell everybody about his journey and his outlook on life? If he could tell teens and people in general what, it, what they should learn from what he went through and how they should feel about people that are not so great to them.
1: Yeah. I, I think one thing he would say is that there's beauty all around Regardless of yeah. your circumstance and uh and e- even when when times are tough, there are people who will help there there is hope uh yeah. there, there's and and it that doesn't mean that he never wanted to give up because we see in that one scene that he was contemplating giving up at, at one point because yeah. it was too much for him but then there was another person who stepped in and um was there for him and uh and I, I think he would say that uh keep moving forward persevere uh don't 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 hold grudges for 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 you know what has happened in the past we can't change any of that but but where are the opportunities uh and um he has, such a, he has such a positive outlook on life in, in the midst of uh, such difficult circumstances that uh, I, I, I find him as a character to be inspiring as well, and I, I hope that I can uh, I can attain some of his outlook on life in, in, in certain times too.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. I got it. You know what's really sad, and I'm just I write notes as I'm doing this. It's really sad uh schools are going to be such a mess this year, and that they're going to be online or they're going to be in class, because this book is fantastic for guidance counselors and reading groups and book discussions. This really is. It could could teach an awful lot of lessons, and as a reading specialist, that's me, that's my thing, reading and writing specialist, this, I could think of a thousand ways to get kids to want to read this and understand and even act out some of the scenes. I mean, this is fantastic, seriously. You could put a reader's guide at the end of the book <laughs> or a teacher's guide at the end of the book. But the, the four, well, four teens learn a lesson. How did you create that very last part of the book? How did you create that? That was, that. I cried, sorry.
1: Yeah, um, the very ending of the book is, um, well, it comes out of the, the final episode of the, the TV show. And finally, when, Mm -hmm. when, um, when there's enough political pressure, then the powers that be do act. And, uh, that's kind of what happens. Publicity. Musa goes into radio shows and they do interviews with him. And, and, uh, you know, people are hashtagging, uh, Musa, the singer. And, and, Eventually, the the local government there agrees, they grants him a residency for Penang, and then they work out a way with the Indonesian government to allow him to go back and visit his family for the first time in forty years. And so, uh, I was that, that was my goal all along. I, I got part way into the book, and I and I finally I could see where I wanted to take the story, and I wanted him to have an opportunity to. To go home at the end, and so he does that, and he's able to do that with all of the band members, as their uh, future is a little cloudy at that point They're with graduation, and they'll be leaving, and they don't know what's going to happen with the band. And uh, yeah. Will's, and and so there's this uh, there's this scene at the end where where all the teens are just watching as as Musa walks into his former village, and he's Musa is uh, treated as a, almost like a, you know, the prodigal son, the, the hero coming home and then the hugs and the, the laughter and he gets to meet his uh, granddaughter he didn't know that even exists. And uh, it's a, it's a touching scene. And then the, 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 the teens then have the realization, well, what's going to happen with us? And they, they each kind of say um, where they're going to be headed and it's, it's obvious that it's going to be the end of the band, but it's okay, because I think that it served its purpose.
0: So, what is next for you, and where can everybody learn more about you and your work? What am I getting next?
1: Um, well, actually, I'm uh, my next novel is already finished, and I'm 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 in the beta reader stage and uh, working on the editing stage and everything. And it's actually a um, historical fiction book on baseball i've been a baseball fan all my life and i've I've wanted to write a baseball book for for a long long time and it was during this uh covid shutdown in march that i had all this extra time on my hand it it was supposed to be my summer writing project but by by may i had already finished it (laughs) so (laughs) it's been pretty exciting and i it's i'm still working on the title of the book um Uh But I really, I love this. I love this new book. I've never had so much fun in my life writing a story as, as with the the new one that I'll be coming out with. And it's, uh, it's based on a, uh, it's, it's, it sets in a time period from 1920 to 1955 and it's in the, in the kind of the Allegheny mountain area of, uh, of central Pennsylvania is kind of where it's set. And uh, it's, it's a, it's a love story and it's it's a it's a love story about baseball too. And it and it's I, I wrote it in such a way that I don't think people mm. that have to uh, have to love baseball that will enjoy this story. And if you're familiar with the works of uh, W. P. Kinsella, the Canadian mm-hmm. writer who uh, he wrote uh, a, a bunch of books. One one of his books was Shoeless Joe, which turned out to be the the movie Field of Dreams. And uh, I, I've always I loved his writing, and so I, I definitely pay pay homage to to him, in the way that I wrote the book, and it, it's just it's a lot of fun, and uh, I've I've really really enjoyed it. So that's coming in the future, Fran. <laughs> oh,
0: that's not, that's great. My nephew will love it because he's playing baseball. Uh, they're they're, oh, letting, they're play, letting them play. Play some Muhlenberg. And um, okay. they won the whole. They won a whole bunch of games last week. But yeah, baseball. Yeah. I love it. And my my brother played baseball when he was younger. Too bad he didn't continue to play because he used to. He was a phenomenal pitcher. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. That that is fantastic. Oh, so anybody that doesn't know my my wacko my crazy book. It's science fiction. It came out two weeks ago. It's called What If. I'm serious. That's the title. Uh. What if you lived in one of the eight worlds that I created? It's like a Twilight Uh Zone kind of thing. What if you lived in my world? Would you finally realize that this one is not so great, but how would you feel about living in mine? And I started uh, another one. The next one's called What's Next? And what's next is uh, going to be scarier than what if? Yeah, I don't know why I'm coming up with this. It's scary. But tell everybody where we can <laughs> find that way. We can find you, and they can find these great books because you, you, uh, everything that you write is fantastic. And I get it. I go. I just sat down and read it when I got it. I had twenty books on <laughs> my chair and I go. No, wait a minute. I'm going to read this one first. Forget about that. I just uh, read it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm continually trying to trying to get my message out and hopefully get more readers uh, mm-hmm. that will. Well, check me out. Um, you can people can find me on uh, Amazon. I sell all my books on Amazon. I, I, I release books in both Kindle format and, and paperback, and uh, they can order paperback through any any online or any any retailer at all. Uh, you can find my books. Um, also, I at my, my website mwsassy.com. You can uh, check me out there, and Facebook. Uh, author page and um, Instagram, um, all over the place. So if you just search Mark W. Sassy, I'm sure you'll find me. It won't be that hard.
0: <laughs> well, I have. I just posted. I posted the link to the show on. And I'm going to send it to you on my Facebook Great. wall, and I'm posting it on. A, I belong to so many groups, I've lost count already. That I'm going to post it on a whole bunch of stuff so that everybody knows it. Because for some reason, when I post something, everybody reads it. The minute I posted your review yesterday, again, about 20 people read it. They just read everything, all right. Uh. Write. uh, uh yeah. So much, it's, it's it's it's. I wrote a book. I read a book called Grey Matters. It's like a dystopian thing about this guy that invents. I wish my mother had it. A walker where he there's an app in the walker for older for people with dementia. And then somebody called them in order to Uh-oh. help them understand their life. And I posted it, I think, yesterday at 6.05 in the morning. And at 6.06, 10 people tweeted it. I was like, what? Oh. I was like <laughs> in shock. But I want to thank you so much. And I'm glad you're in New York. <laughs> thank you so yes. much. This this has been fun. Well, I hope the sun stays shining. Everybody, Mark, thank you so much. And I will be – do you do panel shows, by the way? Because I'm going to be doing a couple.
1: I, I haven't in the past. I'm open to anything at this point. So. <laughs> oh,
0: good, because I'm doing one on, on flashbacks and characters in different timelines, so I will let you know. But everybody, Mark, okay. everybody have a great day, and bye.
1: Okay, thank you, Bye-bye.